All right, I'm honored today. Uh, today's guest is the uh, renowned technical analyst and YouTube sensation. He has almost 70,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. He's, I think he's at 67,200-ish. Uh, so make sure you get over there and give him that push to 70K. He's been covering the gold and silver market. I did a little deep dive into his past for over 11 years on YouTube. So he is an OG in the um, gold and silver YouTube uh, coverage. Mr. Da Vinci J15. Uh, he's on, uh, that's his uh, YouTube handle and his Twitter handle. So I, I want to uh, say thank you for being the first guest on the Varies and Numerous podcasts available on Briar.io, YouTube, and Anchor. <laughs> well, thanks. 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 I'm glad to be here, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I know that uh, my, my handle is kind of weird, isn't it? Um, but back in the days, right, uh, you know, I just go, Da Vinci J, does that work? No? Okay, well, I'll put in 15, which is my birthday, right? So, yeah, <laughs> that's why I got that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was amazed. I thought you'd been covering it for like six or seven years, and I went back before we came on here, and I was like, wow, 11 years, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I've actually been in the, the Bitcoin space since 2011. I remember that the day that I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited about it because well, I, actually, I actually have that on the, on the list here. So we'll get to that in a moment. Okay, I, okay. Start, I, I like to start in, uh, you know, these podcasts that I've done in the past and this new one. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit about your backstory because I hear, you know, I, I see you on all these videos and stuff. And I always wonder like where people grew up, how you, you know, what kind of student you were. So, uh, you know, where you started in life basically. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, let's just start it. So, what would you like to know first? Yeah, where where did you grow up? Uh, are you are you American? Uh, no, I'm from Canada, and uh, I grew up in Toronto. I was pretty much in. I grew up in a poor neighborhood. I don't know if anybody knows where Flemington Park is, but man, it was like the hood, <laughs> and it's even worse now. But um, yeah. Uh, I grew up there and I was, I was like, you know, I was a below average student, uh, for quite some time. Um, my, my, my parents never thought I'd amount to anything. They was always looking at my brother, my younger brother, right. Saying, thinking that he was going to, to, uh, to go on to, uh, become a scientist, right. Um, because he was like so curious about everything. Me, I just wanted to Play video games, <laughs> and that's you were, you were a gamer in in your youth. That was your interest. Exactly. Okay. That's how I got on game. And well, my first computer was a, a VIC twenty with five k RAM, <laughs> and, and three of it was used by the operating system. Right? <laughs> so to, to, to understand what 5k ram is right put it this way an email would wipe it out okay that's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly, exactly. that's really cool so yeah mm -hmm. so yeah i learned how to program on that i learned to program basic right and then you know i got a commodore 64 with 64k of ram oh my god bottomless <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's crazy how the numbers are today. We are talking about uh, gigabytes of RAM now. It's just unbelievable. So yeah, um, and so really, uh, this this YouTube uh, thing was just a hobby, and it still is actually for me. Uh, my real my real passion in life is programming and making programs. So 
Very cool. So I'm going to stick to that and, uh, you know, um, build applications basically. Mm. Seems, yeah, it seems to suit you well. You've had a lot of success in this, in uh, programming in this field. So, yeah. so when did you uh, start getting uh, interested in like technical analysis and um, economics and that sort of stuff? Well, um, there's two parts to that, that question, right? And they're two separate parts, really. Um, let's start with the economics. Um, I started getting interested in economics when, um, in 2007, I, I watched a, a, a Republican debate, right? This is when I was a socialist, okay? okay. So I get this straight. I don't even understand why I was watching a public Republican debate. Just and Ron... TV, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ron Paul said that our monetary system transfers wealth from the poor and the middle class to the rich. And it's an unfair system. And I'm like, no, it's not. How's, how could that be? Is the government bad? That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> so you went back and you started fact checking uh, what he was saying, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I, I just fell through the rabbit hole and I realized I didn't know how money worked and and how our financial system worked. And man, was it ever an eye-opening experience. I was uh, I, I I remember a time when I was completely in debt, all but I had like two cars and a big house and, you know, debt up to my eyeballs. And I was, I remember shoveling the snow and thinking before, this is before I, I heard about Ron Paul, thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm supposed to be happy here, but I'm really not. And I don't know why. <laughs> I have everything, right? But something's missing. And then I find, and I, you know what, I, I don't know. I, ever since I've changed, ever since I heard about this story and learned about how money works, I got, I sold the house, sold all the cars, bought with cash cars instead of with credit, mm -hmm. right? Whatever car I needed. And it was like a lot less of a car, but you know, it got me from A to B, right? And that's it, right? Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I completely changed my life. I'm actually, a huge, I'm a big Ron Paul. He was like my convert converter uh into the you know austrian school and all that stuff too so i had a similar sort of thing happen in 2010 mm -hmm. i came across uh one of his uh videos and then ended up working a little bit for his campaign and what you just said about the cars and uh you know over leveraging yourself one of his famous quotes that i love is as long as we live beyond our means we're destined to live beneath them so i think that's that really like resonates with me too Exactly. And, um, you know, it, it, it's made a huge impact on my life that just uh, getting rid of all that debt and, 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 and doing things totally opposite than that what you're currently doing, most people are currently doing right now. Um, it's, it's, a, it, it's a monkey off your back. That you, and then you get more from it, right? right. Way more over time, right? Um, just from by not going into debt and using the gold and silver and real assets and stuff like that as your means of savings and so forth. It just, it just, I mean, you'll see things so much differently if you just stop uh, 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 doing what the bankers bankers want you to do and, and just doing the opposite basically. And you'll see a huge different improvement in your life. It's not going to happen overnight, of course. Right. But you know, over time you'll see it, you'll see it. But yeah. They've kind of made the capitalist, the enemy, you know, in the, in the news and, uh, the, you know, just schooling today. It's like uh, there somebody is oppressing you. Um, you know, it, it's and know. really these are the people that are really the greatest benefactors, in my opinion, to uh, 
just, you know, humanity is the people that create all the wealth. And, uh, you know, like you're talking about kind of st- the people that are willing to put themselves out there in the long run, uh, try to build something for, you know, the future. So I, I definitely think that. Uh, yeah. I would like to ask anybody who says, Oh, I'm feeling oppressed by capitalists. Okay. So let me get this straight. The person, a capitalist who builds something for you, right? And you get to choose whether or not you want to buy it or not, he's oppressing you. Whilst your government tells you what you're supposed to do, and he's not suppressing you? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like they, it's like they beat common sense out of us, right? Yeah, they, they have beat common sense out of people. Yeah. A voluntary action like uh, buying something on the market is a bad thing oppression. You know, where that somebody it's is oppression yeah you're being oppressed. they're stealing from you well well uh yeah compulsory taxation is a, a good thing in their mind these you know people because there's a lot of reasons why there's a, you know you learn this stuff and you read the austrian school there's very low market demand for uh intellectual you know work and stuff writing and things like that so they kind of draw them into their they pull them in to their uh, state mafia but uh, yeah, so and I just—I was kind of curious. What do you consider? You're so you're an Austrian school guy. Would you say you're an Austrian? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm, ever since I learned how what a difference, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, what would you consider yourself an anarcho-capitalist, or you're more of a minarchist guy? Uh, no, I'm more like a libertarian. So I do believe in some government, only because. Um, course right the the um the socialists will always gather together every time every single time and the only way for them to exist is through capitalistic means to stealing the production of capitalists mm-hmm. and so once they realize that hey this is not working out right they're going to go to the capitalists to take their wealth and right. so by that we need some sort of uh national federal government to uh defend our rights uh, uh, to to uh, our property, basically our property rights, right? From from uh, socialists or uh, communist uh, governments, and they will form, right? And there's no they'll never, they'll always exist, and because of that, we need that 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 protection from them. Right. They can do whatever they want. That's fine. That's what I I believe. I think it should be free. Uh, people should be free to decide. Hey, you know what? I don't agree with this capitalist model model Mm -hmm. i believe with the socialist model and go live there right and just go into that and and live that life uh when you realize it's not working you're you're always welcome back (laughs) that's exactly how i feel you're not as willing to let us go (laughs) you you know produce without their uh sort of the parasitic nature Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're not as kind to us i guess Uh, exactly Moving into Bitcoin, I just had, I wanted to get into that a little bit because I, I saw, I actually saw one of your uh, videos, you had a Ron Paul side of the background, so I wanted to ask you about that. Um, when did, so you found Bitcoin, I think you said 2011. Yes, exactly. What, and, uh, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, did you think it could work? Um, what, what, what was your first impression? Well, because I uh, actually, um, before I, I heard about it, I decided I wanted to create a monetary system that was um, exactly like that, right? Or, you know, it was a decentralized system to allow people to trade a digital asset back and forth. 
Um, I started researching it, right, because that's what I do as a developer. And uh, I didn't do it hard enough, unfortunately. But anyways, um, I started researching and, and found out that it was just one of those um, computer science problems that couldn't be solved. And, uh, and uh, nobody could come up with a solution for it. So depressed as I was, right? I remember even doing a video saying, hey, asking people, asking, I know I have a lot of developers out there watching my videos, right? There's gotta be a way to create this, this cryptocurrency, a, a currency. I didn't say cryptocurrency, but a digital right. currency. What you're talking right? about is the Byzantine general's problem. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I was, uh, I, nobody, um, nobody, well, actually the double spend problem is the real issue is uh, how do you um, prevent somebody from just copying a digital asset? Is the real problem but anyways um so i remember doing this video and you know what i would pay somebody money if they could find that video because i've been searching and i don't know where it is i remember having the, doing this video and having seen the comments discussing this amongst the developers and they were like saying there's just no way and even if it was it wouldn't work nobody would want it and so forth right <laughs> and so there was like a whole bunch of uh, disagreement on, on, on definitely there was, uh, there was disagreement on whether or not people would actually use it because of, uh, because of economics. But, but anyways, yeah, I, I, so after learning that, uh, when I heard about Bitcoin, the immediate thing I said to my, myself was scam. You can't solve the double spend problem. Right. But you know what, since I'm a developer, I'm gonna show you guys how this is a scam, right? I read the white paper, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe. Let me, let me take a look at the source code. And then when I saw the source code and I saw all the opt codes and everything, I'm like, oh, oh darn, this guy really thought this through. And it's possible. And I remember doing a video that said every once in a while, something comes along that uh, you buy really cheap and you're gonna be a millionaire one day. And this is one of them. Right. I still, think, yeah, no. I, I still think we're in the infancy of this whole thing. Um, we can get into that price stuff a little bit towards the end here, but mm -hmm. yeah, it, uh, everybody has this, an interesting story about how they found Bitcoin and you, uh, you know, as a programmer, it's definitely, uh, definitely interesting. I came across it with no background in um, really computers at all, other than knowing how to use the internet and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. in 2009, I was finishing up school and, I, I, I was interested from the economic side, but uh, I, I felt the same way. I'm like, could this, you know, it could work, but who knows really, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But as, as we've gone on, you know, it's, it's been, uh, you know, many, many people and uh, organizations have tried to break it and hasn't broken yet. So I'm pretty optimistic about the, the future. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, it's been out there, right, for everybody to hack. And, you know, there's a huge bounty if you figure out how to do it, right? And I remember, I, I just did a, I answered a tweet where somebody says, oh, it's, a, it's an open source system where anybody can copy and there's millions of them. I'm like, okay, then please give me a, a Bitcoin, right, that you can right. copy. Please, I, I like one. <laughs> they, they don't, you know, the average, the novice and the average person has no idea about first mover advantage how the network is secured, any of that stuff. So it, it is like a building. It takes so long to really understand what's going on underneath the hood. It's like uh, you really have to put the time in to really understand it. Even a lot of people that are in it, I still don't think get it. <laughs> I find that interesting that people – I find it interesting that people equate the um, – the 
you could create creating actual Bitcoin. That's different, right? And I computer and then I create another computer is two different computers, right? I mean, people can't seem to understand that. I mean, the original is here and I just copied another one over here, but this is still original. If I say, if I, there's only one Mona Lisa, but if I copy that and make millions of them, right? That means there's millions of Mona Lisas. Uh, no dog, there's still only one. <laughs> right, right, yeah. People just, they don't think about, you know, uh, they don't have the background. They really don't. So when did you start, um, when was your movement into like, t, you know, technical analysis? I mean, you've become a pretty big, guy on youtube in the, in this time um since, it, since I, I, were you breaking down gold and silver before i know you were breaking having videos about it but were you doing a lot of ta on gold and silver as well or no i uh, did not do ta in fact i didn't even believe in ta back then and uh, <laughs> believe it or not and uh um what happened was i uh, i opened up a, a company called uh, collecta to to uh to be a, uh, what's it called? A fund, a mutual fund for cryptocurrencies, right? And it was just a buy and hold thing, right? And I didn't, I realized that, you know what, buy and hold, right? That's a better way to do so. I think they up and down towards an advantage to, there's a way to make some money from this. So, the first thing I did was, you know what? I can't trade myself. I know I tried many, many times and lost a lot of money, right? I, I tried to pretend like I was a trader and uh, I lost like hundreds and hundreds of bitcoins over over my uh, over over like two, between twenty when I first got in and all the way to when I first started to learn to trade at twenty in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Took some classes and. Um, studied how to trade and then I, I learned this uh, method of trading uh, well it's not really trading but um, it's really a method of investing which worked really resonated with me it was called the little lady strategy and was created by Brian Beamish of the rational investor and um, I, I used that strategy and uh, over two years I managed to turn twenty thousand dollars into ten million dollars Wow that's beautiful. Yeah. But you actually jumped, jumped the gun on my next question. You want to tell everyone like a, a quick, in one sentence, like what the little old lady strategy is if they don't know? Well, the little old lady strategy is just a, a simple method that's been around for quite some time, even before Brian even invented it. It's um, basically where you, you buy the bottom of the market, right? Or you can buy um, as the market's going down. And then when it, goes up right you just sell half on a double and that's it there is no um great magic to it um i would say uh the hardest part is of the whole process is finding where to buy where to after react, that right? selling is easy <laughs> right? so what, what, what is your strategy when you sell that when you when you uh when you exit and then you wait for a, a drawback what is your you are you a fibonacci guy what where is your um where do you decide to get to re Um I start to start to nibble at the 61.8. So most of the times, um, a lot of times when I start at the 61.8, it's very, 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 very tiny amount. So it's like practically insignificant to the whole portfolio. And then I, then I start increasing it as 
0.6 as it drops but, and all the way to 88.6. Now I have videos, these numbers and stuff like that sounds all confusing and, and like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this. But uh, I have videos on my webpage, www.davincicodes.net. Uh, explaining all of this and how like assuming that you have no knowledge at all even how to like um, use a chart and I explain every single aspect of it um, put, all your how to even put together yeah yeah I put together everything like you didn't know um, you don't know you don't even know how to open up an account at an exchange Very so nice. yeah okay yeah so so, so it's a good a good set of you know, you know a vast uh, idea of of uh, trading definitely get in there and check it out because i respect him a lot and what he's doing so what uh moving on what what about uh i know you're you're you've told me your passion is programming and i know you're working on and you i think you released a pandora's wallet yeah you want to tell everyone about pandora's wallet a little bit well basically using the little lady strategy i with the 10 million dollars i realized that that was a lot of money <laughs> it's not exactly easy to protect that right exactly so uh i figured um well i did spend another thing uh, that uh when you when you have profits you got to take it and i took half that profit and, and, uh, and, and it's not like i i didn't get anything out of it uh, this whole trading process mm -hmm. And well, the, the other right, I continue. Are you there? Hello. I don't know. My app just shut down, and like, I I don't know what happened. That was really weird. I've never seen that happen before. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, that was strange. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you all right, but you're frozen. I apologize. I don't. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so where were you? At? Okay. So um, I don't know what part was that, but I lost you when you were getting into uh, where you wanted to, uh, how, how you were gonna uh, secure your ten thousand, ten million dollar um, reward. Oh yes. For your, so for your brilliance. So what? I realize is that you know what. Uh, in the exchange secure that I decided to build Pandora's wallet so that I um, you know continue to trade but have all these off, off just right and only in the the little lady time uh, the currency the cryptocurrencies you're just waiting for that trade to occur um, and so um, yeah it only makes sense to have the money in your hands right whilst you're waiting so um so that's why i developed this particular application uh and then i, I uh, then recently um i'm going to be up, up, upgrading this application to do trading into it first before i add more coins because i i was like actually being harassed by bitrex really? for kyc and uh aml and i'm like Dude, I made one deposit on your exchange and only withdrawals. How am I money laundering? Please explain that to me. Right. right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, uh, why do I have to explain 
where I got the money from when I got it from your exchange. But it's completely right. contrary to crypto anyways, but yeah, it's like, this is supposed to be your money, you know? And I'm like, right. And then the, the, like, they're like harassing me for more information, right? And I explain, okay, well, I got the Bitcoins, original Bitcoins from mining and purchases and stuff like that from the very beginning. I did all that, but they're still like asking for more documentation. And so my last question to the, 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 the uh, compliance officer was like, so what more documentation do you need exactly? <laughs> right? Because they want to freeze my account. Yeah. Right? And, and they wanted your money, right? Went away. Yeah. What? They wanted your money. They were exactly. So she, she's gone away. It's been a week since she last responded to that last question. And I'm like, okay, I need to take it all out and move it to another exchange. And I started moving it to another exchange. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of work, right? When you have a lot of different cryptocurrencies, it's a very time consuming process. And so, so uh, because not every coin is on um, Pandora's wallet. So I, uh, I realized, you know what, what would actually help here? Because like exchanges are, all these exchanges are going to do this. They're going to want to turn themselves into banks. So basically banks do this. They ask you a bunch of questions about where you got the money. Right. Um, and so this is an example, as an example, um, uh, Euro Pacific bank, right. They, they only accept uh, non-Americans and I tried to apply for a bank. They asked me where I got the money and they said, Oh, no, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't open a bank account practically anywhere. Once I open my mouth and say I'm doing crypto, I mean, just to open up my business was to to do to build software to comp to trade crypto was a, a nightmare for opening up a bank account. And I said, well, I don't own anybody's crypto. It's just the software for people to buy. Right. to use with crypto. <laughs> right? So it was really difficult trying to get uh, a bank to give me an account, believe it or not. So this is the kind of um, uh, thing the banking system does, right? Um, I really, I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here, but I really believe they prevent us from inventing uh, cool new stuff because they control who has money and who doesn't. I'm not, I'm not going to say you're wrong there at all. <laughs> they definitely would like to stifle innovation as much as possible. I think, especially when it comes yeah, so, to transmitting value. Exactly. And then, and you know what, if you understand how the money works, right, the more assets there are in the economy to purchase, the more the, the money will have value. So, because you, there's more places it can go. Right. And if you understand that, right you have to always make sure that there's a lot more things where you're spending the money on. So you can't have, for example, electric car. The, I believe the electric car was stifled for quite some time because the electric car does not need a lot of maintenance. doesn't need a lot of parts. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that was also stifled and also cancer. I mean, there's, that is a massive industry right there in itself. So if somebody finds a cure to cancer, a lot of money, being spent will go away right right <laughs> so, yeah, I, no, I don't and, i don't disagree with that at all i think that uh, cancer research has definitely been uh, also stifled yeah so same with energy i mean right. if if 
somebody comes up with a better alternative to oil, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money and a lot of power since you all heard of the petrodollar that will go away. So what are the odds that if I invented some energy saving system that the bank's going to give me a freaking bank account for that? That's probably why they don't Do teach it. us about Tesla in school. <laughs> <laughs> Nikola Tesla, he had some ideas about that. They really, you know, they, they don't mention him. I don't remember ever reading about Tesla in school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what Sorry, do you think? What do you think about uh, uh, privacy coins? Are you an advocate of privacy coins then? Yes, we're definitely going to need privacy in the cryptocurrencies because um, uh, I think uh, Andreas Antonopoulos put it best. Like if we don't have privacy as a default, right? And we have it as an option. Can you imagine if you walked into a bank with a ski mask because you wanted privacy? <laughs> what would that look like? What would they think? <laughs> and, and that is... And one of the worries is like, you know, Bitcoin, we thought in the beginning it was very private. It turns out it's completely the opposite, you know, and that that is a problem. One of the maybe the only problem I really see with Bitcoin is its lack of fungibility. And, you know, because it's not private, you could get a tainted coin. So that's that's also like an issue that I think a lot of people don't really understand yet. And we're just talking about getting your money off the exchanges. And that's a that's a sure way that they can shut you down is if you get somehow a tainted coin or they say, you know, you got a tainted coin, they can, they can make your life a nightmare. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, that's, uh, that's another issue right there. I'm hoping that, um, you know, um, Schnorr signatures and uh, um, I forget what was the other ones. Uh, the, there's a, uh, where, where we uh, basically mix uh, coin join, coin join, Do coin join, and stuff, stuff like that. And uh, we get that all settled so that, there's no way you can, you have with plausible deniability, right? There's no way you, they can do anything when um, uh, a tainted coin comes into a, a particular transaction because it could be any other positive one. So, yeah, the, that would be uh, an awesome, awesome thing to um, to uh, happen for for um, Bitcoin. Now, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I'm holding out hope that um, Litecoin, there are some good uh, projects around privacy now, but I'm kind of holding out hope that Litecoin implements Mimblewimble so uh, we get, you know, one of the bigger market uh, cap coins, uh, you know, out there seeing what it can do. But then you have to worry about exchanges delisting and stuff. So it's kind of a tough call. I I think it was going to be an the Charlie Lee said it would be like an add-on, like an option. So that would be interesting, but you just don't know what the the exchanges uh, are going to say. Sorry, you're breaking up there. Yeah, I, 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 Charlie, Charlie Lee said that uh, he was interested in, he tweeted out that, you know, they're talking about maybe implementing Mimblewimble, which is a privacy application to um, to uh, Litecoin. And I'm kind of I'm hoping sorry. that might happen, but, you know, then you got to worry about the exchanges. And But he said it would be like an add-on, like an option. So I don't really know how that would work. I'm not a developer, but. I'm just going to ask you a few more so that doesn't happen again. You know, I appreciate your time, so I don't want to keep you too long. So, uh, when, yeah, no you were actually on my uh, friend Philip Kennedy's show the other day, Kennedy Finance, and uh, I watched you guys roundtable. Uh, just a quick question uh, about Chile. Uh, are things looking uh, a little bit better this week than, you know, uh, they have been in the last, you know, couple months or? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's still protests going on, but 
it's not as not as big as it was. Um, the banks still have like metal sheets all around them. The, I mean, you you can go in the richest neighborhood in the area, and they've got like absolute metal sheets around the whole bank's glass, and it's like looks like a prison basically. Every single bank, um, and I don't know it's just a policy here, I guess, for the banking system. But um, yeah, uh, other than that, all the other stores have taken down their metal, taken out the wood and everything, and everything's starting to come back to normal here. So yeah, I, I think uh, things have calmed down, uh, but uh, but the, the 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 Chilean peso has gotten taken a hit, and uh, it's it, the, but the the central bank is is doing their thing, of course, and manipulating the currency. However, going into the vote for the constitution, right? Because uh, you know, again, this was the whole plan clearly to uh, change the constitution. I think uh, the, the uh, Chilean peso will take a hit and, and, and go down in value. And yeah, it's going to be uh, rough. It's going to be even worse here when, when people realize prices are going up. All right. My thoughts and prayers with Chile. I just wanted to ask you how things were going down there. Uh, you spoke, was it last week at the Labic conference? Yes, I did. a. Um, you know, I got to put that um, video up. I did a, um, what's it called, a small, small speech about um, where I think Bitcoin's going and so forth and uh, okay. how, how not to trade and so forth. But yeah, <laughs> not to trade, no trade. <laughs> I told people, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Because too much, honestly, honestly, uh, before I learned how to trade, I thought I was a trader. Yeah. I did make some wins, but I made more. You learn what you need to trade. Back away from the keyboard and don't hit that buy or sell button, please. Educate yourself before you start tossing your money around. That's that's definitely you know. Everybody needs to understand that you got to do your own. You got to do some research before you start making trades. So just to just to get an outlook, what, what are you thinking here as we close out the year and head into uh, a new decade? Where do you? What is your? Uh, what do you see us at this point next year? And then give us like a ten year outlook. What do you think about uh, where Bitcoin will be a year and then ten and then another decade? Where are we going to be in twenty thirty? Oh, wow. Well, a year from now, I can tell you easily, but we're going to be higher than where we are today. Easy. Easy win for me. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> so, I totally so uh, Ten years from now, well, I'm probably going to underestimate what's going to happen in ten mm -hmm. years. Um, but I think that um, uh, Bitcoin will be... Uh, 50% of the economy, right? Um, and um, like people like Peter Schiff will be forced finally to buy something with Bitcoin directly because there was no other means to do so. <laughs> I can't wait for that day. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> and he's still going to say, and he's still going to say that it's going to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by the end he'll actually, uh, you know, he'll be sending out his tweets or something on a blockchain. It, 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 for, for, we have to record all these things that he said. Make sure that uh, all these things are on the blockchain for uh, 
record's sake, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he could, ba- he could backpedal from this one. I don't yeah. see that happening. <laughs> it's an everyday, uh, everyday thing with him. <laughs> wow, wow. So do, you, do, you think, do you think we're going to head to a million dollars? Do you think, you think you, so you see, I mean, that, that sounds like you do if, if you think it, uh, we're going to absorb, you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoin will absorb 50% of, uh, you know, the economy, basically. Uh, well, I would say not the economy, the, the currencies, okay. basically the functions of currency. So let me just backpedal that and say, not the economy, but the currency fun- functions as currency. Now, I could be wrong. It could be like almost 100%, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? You heard it here first. 50% yeah. is a low ball number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right. And lastly, I want to ask you, uh, what, what does Bitcoin mean to you? Well, Bitcoin means um, freedom from government and uh, the tyrann- the tyrann- tyrannical behaviors of the socialist state because they could only do things with force at the point of a gun. And we were headed in that direction. Um, before Bitcoin, I was so depressed with the direction of humanity that I thought, oh my God, the majority of people are going to be slaves and uh, government slaves and be, and will be in, in a, the, the, the 1984 of society in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it was clear to me that was the direction. Right. I'm seeing how everybody um, is behaving. And I was like, Oh my God, what are we going to, there's nothing we can do because I mean, they control the media, they control every aspect of your lives and they control the narrative. So it'll be difficult to get people out of this behavior. But now with cryptocurrencies, right, it's easier to move the money away from them, to take the wealth from the, the banking system, from the, the media giants, from the, from the, the government, and then put it towards education of the masses and letting them know what's really going on and the more money we have as 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 uh, as a i've noticed the bitcoin community is a larger community of uh of uh, basically capitalists and people who believe who understand how our financial system works because honestly if you don't understand our how our financial system there's no chance you're going to be able to want to use bitcoin but once you understand how it robs your wealth right there's no going back right there's henry ford no had a really back. famous quote about that about how if, if uh, i think it was henry ford that he said you know if people understood how the banking system actually worked there'd be a revolution by morning yeah, by tomorrow morning. Yes, I know. I know. And uh, yeah, I, I really think there will be a tipping point for Bitcoin where everybody just like falls over because mm-hmm. because what happens is all the smart people get into it. And then everybody else is like, well, I, I must not know something that I that everybody else knows that these smart people know. And then they just come piling through. So, yeah, I mean, that's there's going to be that day. When when it, when that comes, it's going to be very interesting because it's going to be happening fast. Like a vacuum, we're going to bring these people along uh, towards freedom. I, I see the same thing happening because it's the truth, right? I mean, we have the truth behind us, right? They have uh, they have a lie and a theft means of theft, 
right? We have a means of um, increased wealth. And as what, the internet becomes choose? more decentralized, like <laughs> you and I would have never met. I mean, just look exactly. at look at the opportunities just in the friendships and exactly this value being exchanged. So it's 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 a beautiful thing. I really appreciate your time today, and uh, I'd like to do it again sometime. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be on your show. I'm glad to be the first person on your show. And uh, yeah, I hope you all the success. Um, if you're interested in Pandora's Wallet, um, check it us out at uh, pandoraswallet.com. And also, we have uh, free videos at www.davincicodes.net. Um, yeah, and I will be building, uh, building out that software to uh, make trades, basically. Because you know what? I think the most important thing is um, decentralization. Because uh, when, they, when they come for us, and they will be coming, they can only go after the peripheral, meaning the exchanges, right? uh, centralized businesses, and say, hey, you can't do that. Um, once that, that peripheral, once they can't go after that peripheral, right? Um, even if they say, okay, well, we're banning any businesses from using this money. If there's a decentralized exchange, well, the general public will use the money. Like for example, small businesses will use the money and then grow faster than the large corporations. And then the large corporates will have to go, yeah, we kind of let this happen. So you're going to have to stop this law because right. we can't stop these people. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? We're, you know, people like you are, you know, it's a really important work you're doing. We got to cut out that third party risk because mm -hmm. uh, that's really the essence of capitalism is peer to peer exchange. And you can't have that with a state and especially, you know, a big mm -hmm. state with and you're using their currency that they can, that they manipulate like we've talked about. So uh, yeah, I think, DEXs, decentralized exchanges, and um, you know, ways to uh, store value outside of a third party. Or it's the future. Exactly, exactly. And I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So again, check me out on Twitter. I have a YouTube page, uh, both DaVinciJ15, right? Uh, I have like a, a Instagram, but I don't really use it. And so, yeah. So if you want, uh, you can pretty much find me everywhere with DaVinciJ15. All right, thank you again right. for being on your show. I appreciate it. Uh, stay safe, and I hope to uh, talk to you uh, next year. All right. See you next year. <laughs>